Welcome to True Sleep, the podcast designed to help you fall to sleep peacefully while you meditate on God's Word and concentrate your mind on it. So you might be struggling to get to sleep because you've got a lot of rogue thoughts, uh, worries, concerns, things you're excited about, uh, whatever it may be. This is going to help. God promises to give his people sleep. And we're going to get some good rest tonight. And we're going to think about Job chapter 1, verse 6. So we're going to push everything else out as best we can and just concentrate fully on these words from the Bible. Now, this is a strange passage, and I'm not going to pretend that I understand everything in it. And I'm not going to try to teach you anything in it that I'm not sure of. Some of this we're just going to read without much comment. But we are going to think about it and meditate on it. But first, let's take a quick break. Okay, Job chapter 1, verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? Have you blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land? I'm sorry. You have blessed the work of his hands and the possessions have... I'm sorry again. If I knew how to edit better, I would edit this out. You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. There we go. I did it. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So let's scroll back up to verse 6 and just zero in on what we're hearing. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. This verse is dense with mystery. I'm not going to try to unravel it all tonight. But generally, we can say with confidence that spiritual forces are real. God is real. The sons of God are real. Satan is real. The Lord and Satan have something of a relationship, an interaction that's depicted here. It's not something we think about very often, so I think that even though it's not the most pleasant thought, let's dwell on it for a minute as we fall asleep. Just the simple fact that Satan is real. In this interaction, verse 7, the Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, 
from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down on it. So Satan is real and Satan is active and involved with the goings on here on earth. We know from other passages of scripture that he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Verse 8, And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is, no, there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, who fears God and turns away from evil? Now Job enters the picture again. As it's depicted for us in the scripture, the Lord is the one who brings it up. Job is the epitome of a righteous man. So let's just think about those characteristics He's blameless. And he's upright. In other words, he's not crooked or shady in any way. He fears God. He reveres him. He has him in his proper place. And he turns away from evil rather than turning toward it. How do you stack up against that portrait of righteousness? How do you compare? Of course you fall short of that. I do too, everyone does, except for Jesus Christ. That's why he came and died. If you're a believer, though, you have Jesus's righteousness imputed to you, and you are now growing in these things. You are growing every day more blameless, more upright, more correctly fearing God, more able to turn away from evil. That's the blessing of being a Christian. We have this Holy Spirit-empowered new life growing within us. But getting back to Job, verse 9, then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. Now, there's a lot to dwell on in that bit. Do you fear God, revere him, love him, speak well of him because or only when it seems like he is blessing you materially? Do you only fear him and bless his name and praise him and think well of him when he seems to be protecting you, when he seems to be blessing the work of your hands? when your possessions are increasing. Or does your fear of God hold up even when those things don't seem to be going on? When he seems to have removed his protection from you, your possessions seem to be decreasing. The work of your hands are not going well. Satan here is suggesting that the only reason Job 
is so righteous and has such a righteous disposition toward God is because God has blessed him so much, but that he would turn on God in a second. And many people are like that, but we're not going to be like that. Verse 12, and the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So what a strange thing here. We see the Lord give Satan permission to torment Job. Now, it's not stated here that this is God's regular practice, that this is normative, but it is stated here. Unless we have some strong other indication, there's no reason to think that this is anything less than actual history. So let's look at our lives in light of that as we fall asleep tonight. Perhaps you are enduring some calamity. Maybe you're listening to this and you are worried, or maybe you're listening to this and you're having trouble at work or relationally or physically. What we know is that that does not mean that God has forgotten you or forsaken you. We know scripturally that he allows these things sometimes. There's other scriptures too, but we're thinking about Job chapter 1. We see an example of Job, uh, of a righteous person experiencing satanic attack and God allowing it for a season. Now, it won't really become clear why until the very end of Job, But we know that it doesn't mean God has forsaken him. We also know that it doesn't mean Job brought it on himself. Now, it may be that some of your struggles are because of your own sin or folly. That happens, and it's okay. God is merciful and gracious and can get you through that, but not necessarily. So maybe you've been beating yourself up because things aren't going well and blaming yourself, but that's not necessarily the situation. And we'll read on just a little bit and get a glimpse at what Satan brings about as we get into verse 13. Now there was a day when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And there came a messenger to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them and struck, them, struck down the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The Chaldeans formed three groups and made a raid on the camels and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine, in their oldest brother's house. And behold, a great wind came across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. So this was no small thing that Satan was bringing about in Job's life. It was total devastation. 
of all the people and property and possessions around him. So even extreme disaster can be within the realm of God's sovereign plan. We won't always understand it. Job certainly couldn't have understood it when this was going on. But it doesn't indicate that God is not in charge. Job's response is awesome. It is something to memorize and something to devote an entire true sleep episode to. So I'm just going to read it and encourage you to think on it as you fall asleep and not get fully into it. Save it for another episode. Verse 20, Job's response to all of this. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshiped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. So I'll just leave you with this, and then I'll pray for you. But if you are perhaps going through a hard time, it's okay to grieve and to feel what you're feeling. Job certainly did tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground. But he didn't do it in an atheistic way. He did it worshipfully. He fell on the ground and worshiped. He kept in mind that God is awesome, even in the midst of his pain. And what he verbalized was an acknowledgement of truth. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So he verbalized a proper perspective. Emotionally, perhaps he didn't feel that those things he was, was saying are good. Maybe he did. Maybe they were reassuring to him. Maybe he was trying to convince himself that that is reassuring, but it's true. It's good perspective when we're suffering. We came into the world with nothing. We'll leave the world with nothing. Anything we have, the Lord has given us, and he has the right to take it away. But he's good. We know that he is good, so we can say, blessed be the name of the Lord. And in that way, we don't have to sin or charge God with wrong when we are experiencing suffering. So as you're falling asleep, if you're going through hard times, think about Job. Think about this story. Father, thank you for my brother and my sister listening to this right now. Would you please fill them with a sense of your awesomeness and sovereignty and let that give them an undergirding strength so that they could rest tonight worshipfully even in the midst of their pain not ignoring their pain or pretending they don't feel the pain but with the proper perspective just like job did let me ask this in jesus name amen